Blog Talk Radio. The following is a post time with Mike and Mike production. Trent Wicked is lonely on the lead. He's up by four on the outside. Don't tell me again. Cutting into the margin, but it's McWicked. Four years later, back at the top of the sport. Homicide Hunter who sweeps past to the outside. Homicide Hunter trying to get to the finish. It's Homicide Hunter who will hit the line. 148 and 4, the fastest trotter ever. Dewey did some good down the boulevard of broken dreams. Walker Meister coming at him. Walker Meister on the outside getting the best of him. Walker Meister in front. Giddy up. Three wide, all bets off. They're at the top of the stretch. Rockin' Ron turns first in the Battle of Lake Erie. On the outside, bit of a legend. Rockin' Ron, bit of a legend on the outside. Bit of a legend. This year's battle champion, 23 and 1. Homeward bounding gold cup and soccer. 59 somewhere. Penty rockin' in heaven. Rose Run West is there. Here the alert have won it! Twinkle takes aim in the passing lane. Now Caviar Alley in full gear outside. Shark start a feeling. Caviar Alley all out. Shark digging deep. Shark's gonna dig in here and get the win here. Shark tough on the front end. Then none shall pass for Tim Dietrich. Giddy up! You're tuned in to the official podcast of the Sport of Harness Racing Post Time with Mike and Mike with co-host Mike Carter. Foiled again! Hold on to win! Foiled again! Tough as nails! And Mike Bozich. The Iron Horse has cemented his legacy! Giddy Don't touch that dial. It's another rendition of the first time with Mike and Mike presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. And Mike, I'll tell you, what a week in British racing itself, but some big news uh, that we have to announce as well. We're going to kick things off with uh, some breaking news here. Well, I dubbed it as a big announcement, Mike, and uh, I'll tell you, this has become, in my opinion, and I actually got an email the other day. Uh, sent to my personal email box uh, from somebody that has participated in this over the past couple of years. And it was a really nice email. I'm like, I got to forward it to you saying that this was one of the best things that's happening in the sport of harness racing. He actually has it marked on his calendar each and every year, Mike Carter, each and every year. Now they're going to be the third straight year. And of course we're talking about the George Morton Levy Tournament. Yeah, the George Morton Levy Tournament returns. Uh, you can begin signing up uh, at 12 noon. The link is actually live on our website right now. If you head to www.posttimewithmikeandmike.com, lots of great um, prizes to give away this year. Top prize this year, still $250. But, Mike, the added bonus is if your seated team wins the tournament and you win the tournament, there's a $100 bonus up for grabs. 
That's right. So in other words, uh, it, it, and it's going to kind of basically be uh, based off of the NCAA basketball tournament. So in other words, in, in these seeds that we give uh, the the players here uh, in our tournament, it's 64 teams, or it's random. It's totally random. So in other words, if you get like, just say you draw the number five seed or whatever, okay, and you go on to win, and a number five seed just happens to win the NCAA basketball tournament, you'll get an extra 100. So that'll get your take to 350. But basically, the top four people get paid. We pay the final four, 250 for first, 150 for second, 50 for third, and 50 for fourth. And Mike, uh, the first year we did it, we had 32 teams or individuals. The uh, second year we did it, we wanted to up at the 64, but, you know, we were kind of iffy on it because we, you know, at 64, that's a lot of people to, you know, get involved in something. Uh, what did it fill out and sell out in like a day? Yeah, we were worried we weren't going to get 64 people. I think within about eight hours time, we had 64. So it was uh, definitely something to look at for sure. And it's absolutely free. There's no charge. All you have to do is go to the website, posttimewithmikeandmike.com. There's a sign-in form. I'm there right now. All you have to do is put your name and email, and uh, and you are in. So, um, hey, listen, man, it's uh, it's a beautiful thing. It's uh, it's a point series. Basically, you have to pick, uh, you know, horses in the, each leg of the Levy series. There are five legs of the Levy series. Usually, what about four or five divisions each and every leg, and uh, and then it gets down to the final four, and then which is the last uh, day of uh, the leg of the Levy, and then you know the final gets down to the final two, and uh, we usually make people pick the uh, matchmaker final, the Levy final, and a couple other races on their program. So it's a very exciting, very exciting. And uh, how about our man, John Vernax, who has won the Levy series twice in a row? He is the, he has actually been the only winner of this tournament, and he's going to try for the three-peat. I think that I, the odds are definitely against him. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. Uh, John is a pretty uh, avid handicapper. And listen, he, he's going to try to do something only the Yankees have done, and that's uh, win a championship three seasons in a row. I'm just kidding, Jason. Jason Turner, uh, sitting by uh, wait, <laughs> waiting for uh, our interview uh, here in just a little bit, is a very avid Yankees fan. We'll get to that in just a little bit. But, yeah, John Vernags is uh, trying to become the – third or three-peat champion of the George Morton Levy Series Tournament. It's going to be a, a lot of fun and really cool to see if he can uh, pull that off. All right. So once again, go onto our website, posttimewithmikeandmike.com, and, uh, and check it out. It's a, hey, it's a chance to win uh, some money. All you got to do is make the final four, and you'll take home 50 bucks. And once again, it's uh, free to enter, no subscriptions or anything like that. It's just free to enter. You enter, and uh, you pick your horses, and the chips will fall where they may. Well, Mike, we got a great show on tap for you today. And uh, Jason Turner standing by with you for our USTA Minute. We're going to get to that in just a moment. But I do want to mention one thing real quick, a couple of things real quick. There is an article uh, on the USTA today that uh, it makes me very, very happy. And uh, that is the Strategic Wagering Initiative, Mike, up $2 million in 2019. There's 124 of these strategic type wagers in March. And Mike, this is a good thing because these strategic wagers, they usually come with a guarantee pool and they usually come with a reduced takeout. And it seems like, you know, the handicappers are really honing in on the strategic wagers. And Mike, that's good news. 
Yeah, for sure. The uh, strategic wagers uh, presented by the United States Trotting Association and Trackmaster, who provides the past performances for the strategic wagers, uh, they're doing really, really well. We're really excited uh, to see where they're going. And like I said, the free PPs are uh, provided by a Trackmaster for each of those strategic wagers. Actually, Pompano has the instant uh, pick five going on uh, this evening. Those PPs are available for you. So lots of great wagers, lots of great action, and uh, we want to try to cater to the horse player so all right i know we want to talk about the usda board of directors the annual meeting that actually starts on friday more on that in a moment but uh listen we got some guests waiting mike and i don't want to keep them waiting any longer you're standing by right now with jason turner who is the digital brand stra- uh, strategist at the usta and you're going to talk to him about what exactly he does plus brett miller is on the program as well brett recently with seven driving wins uh in ohio and i'll tell you what he has really really been on fire since returning back to the buckeye state we'll talk to him also we're going to be talking some Sharton. mike it's always great to talk Sharton. joanne looney king will be joining us as Sharton prepares for the blue chip matchmaker series at yonkers coming up in about a week and a half and our man shannon sugar doyle the fine announcer from western fair will be joining us as well I haven't checked with him on a while in a while so we're going to see how the western fair meet is going and much much more first time out that mike carter is standing by with jason turner you've got first time with mike and mike presented by bet america and the USTA. At BetAmerica, we don't do promotions only for new players. As a regular player at BetAmerica.com, you can take advantage of several promotions each week. Go to BetAmerica.com slash extra and visit our promotions calendar and find out how you can get double wager reward points on our featured tracks. It's just another reason why it's time to play the BetAmerica way. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter, for Pacing for the Cure. Do you or someone you love with multiple sclerosis have a difficult time paying for your MS medications or need medical equipment such as a lift chair or scooter to help with your mobility needs? Pacing for the Cure can help. Please visit the pacingforthecure.org website and complete the mobility aid application or contact Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. If eligible, you may receive funding. Mike Are you a harness racing trainer or driver? Please join the list of those who pledged in 2018 for the $1 per win challenge. The 2019 challenge has begun and wins tally from January 1st through November 30th. For the drivers and trainers that are currently participating in the challenge and donate $100, they will receive a Pacing for the Cure long sleeve t-shirt or baseball cap. For a $250 donation, the driver or trainer will receive two tickets to the annual party. If you are interested in joining the challenge, please email Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. Thank you, drivers and trainers. You're tuned in to the Bet America Radio Network. Host Jason Bean brings you new shows every Monday through Friday. We bring you the best personalities from across the racing world with extensive interviews, commentary, news, games, and more. The Barn is revolutionizing what horse racing radio can be. And you can hear new shows at BetAmerica.com or just search Bet America Radio Network on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. Get in the Barn. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. Mike Carter, alongside of Mike Bozich, and we're joined now by the digital brand strategist at the United States Trotting Association, Jason Turner, and also the guy who sits like directly across from me. Listen, we yep. we sit together on a, a pretty regular basis. 
I, I'm surprised that uh, you're you're still here because I can't deal with my voice after about an hour. So I no, I love your voice. I hate <laughs> how you steal the toaster, but the voice is fine. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, real quick, let, let's kind of dive into uh, your career a little bit. But before we get into that, when you first heard of the Mike and Mike show, you got to tell everybody what you originally thought thought it was because I know a lot of people thought exactly what you thought. Well, I'm excited to be here. This is my second favorite show called Mike and Mike. And uh, when Mike came onto the USTA, uh, I, I, I thought maybe he was a pretender because I thought maybe you were borrowing a little bit from ESPN Mike and Mike. <laughs> so I thought it was a little sketch and I was skeptical, but then I realized what a great guy you are. And <laughs> now we're sharing a toaster. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's right. He keeps mentioning the toaster. Every morning we both have uh, English muffins or bagels or toast or whatever at our desk. And we have to race each other to the toaster to see who's going to get there first. And normally he beats me there because he gets here an hour earlier. But one of these days I'm going to, I'm going to beat you over there and be like foiled again and go right on by, but we'll, uh, we'll touch on that later on. Jason, talk to us about uh, when you joined the USTA and what exactly was your role? What got you into this, uh, into this building? Sure. I started here uh, full-time in 2007. Um, I had interned the previous year while I was studying journalism at Ohio state. So I came on and uh, worked for Hoofbeats and my first job here was um, editorial assistant. So I did that for a little while, and then I started writing articles, and I started doing copy editing, and then I started doing design, and now I'm in digital brand strategy. Now, did you have a background in harness racing before you came to the USTA, or was this kind of your first uh, dip into it? I I definitely didn't have a background. Um, To be completely honest, I didn't know it existed, and uh, one of the first staff meetings we ever had I called the sulky a chariot, and that didn't go over very well. So I was pretty <laughs> embarrassed about that for a while. Now, your current position at the USTA is digital brand strategist, and you know you're kind of the jack of all trades. Uh, it seems like you do a little bit of social media, you do some graphic design work. What exactly is your role here? Um, well, it's multifaceted, so um, that's part of where that comes from. I still um, work a lot on hoofbeats. Uh, I still do all the things I always did there. Um, I learned graphic design and started doing that, um, which was my uh, title before digital brand strategist. And then, so we've added that as well, but um, I like doing a lot of things. I like mixing it up and it's been a really cool um, career trajectory. Now being able to mix things up obviously allows you to be creative um, in your position. How do you, you know, how do you come up with all this stuff? I have not a creative bone in my body. um, So I couldn't come up with half the stuff that, you know, we seem to come up with on a regular basis. How do you, how do you keep your mind fresh and keep going with those things? Um, I mean, I, I have a lot of, in in terms of design specifically, I have a lot of designers and artists that I follow on social media. I'm always looking at new things. Um, And then I like to get into the nitty gritty of, you know, what goes, goes into a design. So uh, what's its function, what's its purpose, what are we trying to communicate and all those factors combined to, to get that end result. All right. You've been to a lot of, or I don't want to say a lot of, but a majority of, you know, the big harness racing events. Is there anything that you haven't seen yet that you'd like to go to and why? I, I think it'd be really cool to go to one of the big overseas events. I've never, never done that, but people talk about how great um, the culture is over there and the events are. And I think it would just, I mean, it'd be fun for a number of reasons, but I really like to see 
um, how they do harness racing in Sweden or France or maybe down under somewhere. Now, there's a standing joke here, so I have to ask this question. If you could be any driver, I think I already know the answer, who would it be and why? Yeah, I mean, I don't know why it's a joke. I think uh, <laughs> if I could be any driver, it would be Montreal Teague. He's uh, such a cool guy, has a great attitude. I love all the Teagues. I've interviewed them over the years. Um, and I think I've met Montreal a few times, but I doubt he remembers. That's not the answer. I, I thought you were going to give Aaron Merriman as the answer. We've seen yeah, you. I, we've seen you with his colors oh, in front. You know, in front of you. You know, you got the you got the same style as hair and all. You know. Uh, yep, I had it first, but I mean, who's counting? <laughs> well, I have to ask, and we, we joke all the time. And when Gabe Pruitt was on the program um, back when we did our Pompano Park segment last year, we all we used to always give him stuff about the Dodgers. So I got to throw the Yankees at you a little bit. Uh, how are they going to move on without Bryce Harper, man? Uh, Bryce Harper is overrated, and now he's overpaid. And I'm not sad that we didn't get that contract. I'm still um, a little bit upset about the A Rod contract and what a what a disease that was. So, I mean, we have 27 championships. I feel like we're going to be okay. You know, the one thing we kind of talk about uh, back and forth is, you know, the strengths, what I would call the strength of schedule. They use it in uh, NCAA basketball. Of course, NCAA football uses that. But if baseball used it, my Cleveland Indians probably wouldn't have a prayer because they're in the easier division, obviously. All we have to do is win 10 games and you guys are a lot. <laughs> All right, Jason. Well, listen, thanks so much for taking time out of your day. Um, we know that uh, we're getting ready for the board of directors meeting coming up. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, listen, thanks so much for stopping by. Absolutely. Anytime. All right, Mike, we're going to take a, a quick timeout. When we come back, you've got more from Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program. Retrain, rehab, rehome. New Vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year. The program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing. Each horse is evaluated for temperament, soundness, and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org. Foundation has the power to bring a life-changing experience to any child. We introduce youth to the horses and skills that build confidence, friendships, and a lifelong love of harness racing. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation has been a positive influence in the lives of thousands of young people since 1976. Check out the complete list of Harness Horse Youth Foundation camps and activities at hhyf.org. That's hhyf.org.
Farms welcomes three new stallions in 2019. New to New York, Boston Red Rocks, one of the 2015 Dan Patch Award for two-year-old pacing colts, and a Breeders' Crown champion. New to Pennsylvania, 34-time winner Heston Blue Chip, one of the Dan Patch Awards for three-year-old colt pacers, and a Breeders' Crown champion. Also the sire of the second richest two-year-old Philly pacer of 2018, Zero Tolerance, and new to Ontario, my MVP, a proven sire of stakes winners, including Good Times Trot winner Wolfgang. For more information, go to winbackfarm.com. That's winbackfarm.com. We're back to this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. And Mike, you know, a really cool interview just then uh, to hear from one of the new, or not newer faces, somebody who's been at the USTA for a long time, but somebody who's kind of like the behind the scenes kind of guy and uh, does a lot of fantastic work and a lot of great things for the USTA. Yeah, hats off to Jason. I think there's a lot of people, Mike, that are like that, that, you know, really don't have their name out there, that, you know, do a lot of things behind the scenes um, that, you know, you may not necessarily notice, but things that obviously get done. And, and, you know, Jason's one of those guys. And listen, I think that's part of our job as Harness Racing Media is to give those kind of people, you know, the recognition they deserve. So hats off for Jason, man. Sounds like a, a really cool young guy. And uh, boy, he's got to put up with you all day. So that definitely, you know, <laughs> hey, listen, you should definitely, you should get a medal for that. Oh, that, that I agree with. Uh, that I agree with for sure. But Mike, we got something coming up uh, this weekend at the USTA. It's the USTA annual board of directors meeting. It's from March 8th through the 11th. And, you know, we encourage uh, fans, we encourage harness racing fans to join the conversation using hashtag USTABOD19. Lots of great things going on with some of the committees, some of the subcommittees uh, that are taking place this weekend. It's going to be a uh, fun meeting. Yeah, the agenda actually kicks off uh, on Friday at 3. I believe that's a day earlier than when it usually, usually starts on Saturday, right? Yeah, it normally starts on Saturday, but since we have so many of these subcommittees, um, we had to kind of stretch it out a little bit. And, you know, it's going to create some conversation pieces uh, between people, and that, I think, is going to really spark some interest. Yeah, no question. Uh, So just kind of a little bit of the review of the agenda. Friday at 3, the USTA Youth Delegate uh, Delegate Committee uh, will get underway, followed by the USTA uh, Subcommittee Call to Action at 6 p.m., and uh, that concludes uh, following the Board Protocol Subcommittee at uh, 7 p.m. I got to admit, I I don't know what a lot of those things are, but, you know, nonetheless, (laughs) I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty intricate. I mean, it's, you know, it's a couple of days of of, uh, you know, rough schedule keeping, put it that way. And then, of course, the executive committee uh, starts at 8, and, you know, that's when they kind of get together and they talk about a lot of the rule changes, proposed rule changes. I know I was up uh, uh, at the uh, the U.S. team meeting up in Pennsylvania, or in uh, uh, Bedford, Pennsylvania, right before the uh, yep. uh, the awards banquet. And, you know, there's some rule changes. A lot of them seem to come around very often, and, you know, a lot of them just get voted down. But, I mean, there's always some interesting changes. I mean, I don't think ever there's anything earth shattering, but obviously the big thing I think, you know, going forward, at least over the last, uh, you know, a couple of months and a year is the microchipping. 
yeah, the microchipping is coming uh, to the United States and North America. And, you know, it, it's a really cool kind of concept. Um, it will take away, obviously, from the freeze branding, which is nice as well. And, and it's, you know, less invasive on the racehorse. That's the key. Yeah. And, you know, and it's it's just a move in the right direction. I mean, it's it's a move, you know, into technology. And obviously, a lot of people say, well, harness racing always falls behind the times when it comes to technology. So this is obviously a good thing for the sport of harness racing to move forward. But, um, you know, real quickly, there's another thing I want to bring up before we get to Sugar Doyle uh, is the agenda for the general session. Okay, and there are let's see. 14, 15, 16. Well, if you count the letters, there's actually 18 parts of this. Okay, and, and I always find this interesting. So I'm just going to read them really quickly. You got the call to order. You got the Pledge of Allegiance. You got the roll call. You got the introduction of new directors, the president's report, the chairman's report, election of officers, executive vice president's report. Don't tune out. I'm only halfway done. Financial report, break. That's the big thing, the break. Subcommittee updates. Board protocol, harness racing medication collaborative, call to action, youth leadership development, standard bread transition, alliance update, other business group photo. Some good stuff in there, Mike. One of the things that I'm very happy is the standard bread transition alliance update. You know, that's another thing, Mike, that we have talked all the time on this show about how harness racing needs to take care of their, you know, retired uh, equine stars. And, you know, and and I wasn't going to bring this up, but I will just for a couple of seconds because I think that this is this is troubling for the for the sport of horse racing in general is what's happening at Santa Anita. Okay, so it's very important, very important that racing gets on the ball and gets together and takes care of their retired athletes. All about the safety of the horse, and you know what? I'm very excited because the USTA is doing that, and I'm very happy and very excited about it. Yeah, it's going to be a big weekend, Mike, and I'm really, really looking forward to it. It's my first board of directors meeting, and it's going to be cool to kind of meet some of these guys uh, and, you know, shake hands, introduce myself, and kind of talk with some of these guys who I don't see on a regular basis, some of the track operators, some of the drivers and trainers and owners of the sport who are USTA directors. All right, let's talk about some new ideas, Mike Carter, and we put something up on the Twitter page last night asking for some feedback, and we got some feedback, and this is actually something that is – this surfaced, I believe, about a half a year ago, if not longer, and for those of you that follow our Twitter page and uh, follow me on Facebook – uh, you guys know what I'm talking about. It's, it's uh, a moving grandstand, and this is going to take place at a new racetrack, a thoroughbred racetrack in New Mexico. And basically what it is, it's, I mean, by the looks of the photographs, it's a train. And it follows around the horses from the gate to the finish. And it looks like it seats about 100 people. Yep. And, you know, we, we talked about cooler concepts. What say you on this? You know, it, it's an interesting concept. A moving grandstand uh, would be really cool to kind of see. My only concern would be, of course, the horse's safety. You know, what is something moving like that going to do to the horse that sees this big thing moving on the outside? Um that would be my only concern about it, but I like the idea, you know, it gets fans of the sport of horse racing in general involved in the sport 
more so than just sitting on the grandstand and watching uh, the race on a television screen or trying to look through a pair of binoculars, but it allows them to kind of see the moves that people make when they make them. Okay, so don't put out handicappers says give away drama mean an hour before the races. You're going to be moving at 35 miles per hour, and those turns are tight. Okay, point well taken. Mark Minton says, I think it's great. Give people a better look at the backside. If you can't handle the movement, maybe the clubhouse is the place for you. I think it's a cool concept, you know, and again, and, and we talked a little bit about this last night. You know, maybe us as being in the business – for a long time, you know, maybe something like this out of the box can work because maybe we are a little bit jaded about what can work and in, in, in what can't work. And maybe a lot of times we get tunnel vision about what can work and what can't work, because honestly, the first time I saw this, I'm like, come on, really? But, you know, maybe not. Maybe something like this would work. Maybe something like this would give people a. Uh, a better view and, and make it a, a true experience. So I don't know. It, it would be different for sure. I mean, you'd be able to see some of the tactic tactics that like riders or drivers used during the middle of a race. But I kind of like what uh, our man Garnett Barnsdale mentioned last night. How about a mile straight shot? You know, they, they do in Dubai um, for the, uh, I believe it's the golden Shaheen. It is three quarters of a mile straight. That's the race. It's, you know, six or seven furlongs straight on. It's definitely an interesting concept, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, I, you know what? I, I kind of like that idea, and I think he has brought up a good point about, you know, even if it's a boutique meet, maybe if it's like a 10- or 15-day thing, you know. Right. Um, I think okay. it would be really, really interesting, actually. I Really interesting. I think the racing's, the racing would be – really cool i mean you don't have no turns to go uh to navigate so you know maybe uh being three and four wide with cover wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing <laughs> listen you'd come 58 wide that you know that's uh we, we talk like that but that's a lot of your horses mike that have to come 51 wide off the turn and uh just get beat at the line no, oh, it happens all the time. But, you know, seriously, I think that's a pretty darn good idea. We talked about this a little as well. Maybe that would open the door more for different distance races because I think, you know, track configuration is one of the big arguments when you talk about different distance racing. Um, oh, for sure. You know, because, listen, you can't you can't race here a mile and a turn, and you can't do uh, a mile and a half here because you're up on the turn. And, the, you know, so th that would – or, or dashes or sprints and maybe something like that would uh you know make it available on a more wide scale level I, you know I, the different distance Possible. thing mike the, i'll say this about the different distance thing it's never going to work if it's done sporadically i mean it's something i think right. that you either you, you, listen i don't want to use that old saying but you either have to be on the pot on this one or be off the pot it's either got to be done and done on a wide scale and done continuously and added continuously into each and every race card in america or it shouldn't be done at all well and i and i think i agree with you there because the, the pattern of consistency is what is key with something like that um you know i i talked to you on the phone last night and i said not every horse is made to go a mile uh that's why the thoroughbreds do it the thoroughbreds, they don't go, you know, a mile every time. They go a mile and a 16th, mile and an eight, five furlongs, or three-quarters of a mile, half a mile. So it would be really cool to kind of see the incorporation of that into the sport of harness racing to, 
see how it could kind of mix things up a little bit. Your horse that can't go a mile that might be a five claimer might be able to go a half a mile and be a 20 claimer. It's definitely something to look at. And what would that do for breeding? Oh, for sure. Absolutely, because you'd have to re-examine how you breed your horses to determine, you know, can they go the full mile? Can they go a mile and a quarter if some tracks decide to do that? That would make things really interesting, for sure. Yeah, well, so, well, we'll see what happens. Mike, you listen, you've got more pull right now in the industry than I do. You're working your way up the USTA, working your way right up through the ladder. I think this Gabe Pruitt said, uh, or, or, or Garnett may have said, heck, another five years, you might be president. Oh, I don't think so. No, no, no. None of that for me. I'm happy where I'm at. All right. Well, listen, we've got Sugar Doyle coming up on the flip side of this timeout, plus Joanne Looney King is going to be joining us. And, uh, and listen, you know, Sugar's a he's a very innovative guy. You know, he's very innovative. So we, maybe we got to ask him about a couple of those things before we start talking about Western Fair. We'll do that after the timeout. Post time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. The USDA is back after this. Winback Farms welcomes three new stallions in 2019. New to New York, Boston Red Rocks, one of the 2015 Dan Patch Award for two-year-old pacing colts, and a Breeders' Crown champion. New to Pennsylvania, 34-time winner Heston Blue Chip, one of the Dan Patch Awards for three-year-old colt pacers and a Breeders' Crown champion. Also the sire of the second-richest two-year-old Philly pacer of 2018, Zero Tolerance. And new to Ontario, my MVP, a proven sire of stakes winners, including Good Times Trot winner Wolfgang. For more information, go to winbackfarm.com. That's winbackfarm.com. At Bet America, we don't do promotions only for new players. As a regular player at BetAmerica.com, you can take advantage of several promotions each week. Go to BetAmerica.com slash extra and visit our promotions calendar and find out how you can get double wager reward points on our featured tracks. It's just another reason why it's time to play the Bet America way. You're tuned in to the Bet America Radio Network. Host Jason Bean brings you new shows every Monday through Friday. We bring you the best personalities from across the racing world with extensive interviews, commentary, news, games, and more. The barn is revolutionizing what horse racing radio can be. And you can hear new shows at BetAmerica.com or just search Bet America Radio Network on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. Get in the barn. Hey, you just heard a message about our good friends at Winback Farm coming up a little bit later on today. Look for another uh, another article on the wonder of Winback about Heston Blue Chip. We had a great, great time writing uh, about that article. Heston Blue Chip, one of my favorite racehorses of all time, and now stands uh, perhaps to be in line to be one of the great sires. So it's a very good article. Check it out. That's coming up a little bit later on at post time with Mike and Mike.com. Right now we're joined by the one, the only one of the greatest announcers in the game. I call him legendary. Shannon Sugar Doyle joins us on the program. What up, Sugar? Hey, what up? You guys are too kind. Legendary. Easy now. <laughs> All right, well, li- well, listen, listen. We also called you innovative. So before we get to the Western Fair talk, I did want to ask you about a couple of the topics that we just talked about. First of all, I don't know if you saw it on our Twitter page, but the moving grandstand that they're going to put in in New Mexico, it seats 100 people, and it's like a train, and it's going to follow the horses around the racetrack during each and every race. What do you think about something like that? 
That, that is definitely innovative. You know what? I'm a little more old school, though, so I, I don't I don't know if I could get into something like that. Uh, I'd probably get dizzy following the horses <laughs> and moving along with them. But uh, you know what? That is definitely innovative. But uh, like I said, I, I like my old school. Yeah, no question. I'm kind of with you on that one. Second one is uh, this ideal that that Garnet has uh, Garnet Barnsdale has proposed for quite a while now. The the straight, a one mile straightaway, uh, like oh a boutique meet. What do you think about that one? A one mile straightaway, boy, they'd fly, hey. Uh, you know what? Uh, it'd be uh, it'd be quite exciting. It'd be like drag racing, harness racing, right? I mean, wow, they would it motor. Would be it'd, it'd, be, it'd, be, well, it'd be something to see. Well, well, sugar. Here's the thing. It'd be great for the fans. Awful for the announcer. <laughs> It would be yeah, I mean, uh, that's uh, the, the vantage point. You, you'd almost want to ride along in the in the starting car to, to call a race like that. You'd want to be riding along with them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, you know I, I never thought it. I said I love the idea, and then I thought about it. I'm like, you know, how the heck would you call a race like that? But then again, you, you watch, uh, like I was saying before, you watch Dubai. They call The announcer calls a three-quarter mile race. That's a straight shot. I don't know how they do it. I, I have a hard enough time seeing uh, from the finish line to the top of the stretch, and even then, I uh, I struggle to pick up horses, as Mike knows. The the only thing I could equate uh, that to really the, the the straight one mile it would be like a quarter horse race, you know, where they start at the top of the stretch and uh, and they race the straightaway, and those are tough to call because they're all together. You're, you're just calling names, right? Because you you really don't know. Who's on the lead? If, if it's awfully close uh, throughout, you, they're they're just ding donging all the way. So you're just you're just hollering out names and uh, hoping you're getting the right ones uh, up front, right? So yeah, it's all those, right. those are Sugar, tough races to call. Yeah, no doubt. Sugar Doyle, the voice of Western Fair, joining us on the program. Let's talk a little Western Fair. First of all, sure. will it ever be spring there? Oh, it's coming. <laughs> I, I can feel it in my bones. <laughs> the, yeah, we, we've had lots of winter already, but you know what? The spring is in the air, and uh, with the spring being in the air, uh, you know, we're just 85 days away now from our signature event, the Camelot Classic. So we're all uh, we're all pumped about it. You know, uh, bring on the spring, bring on the warmer weather, and uh, let's get to uh, – the final Friday in May. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, you guys have uh, continued to do just outstanding things on social media, continue to make Western Fair one of the most wa- uh, wagering-friendly products out there, mm-hmm. you know, with the takeouts and the pick fours and, and uh, you know, the, the high fives and just oh, uh, the interaction on social uh, media. Yeah. So, t- so, t- so tell us, how's Handle? What's, uh, what's going on up there? You know what? Uh, wagering's uh, real strong this week. Uh, some real nice numbers. TVG Network—they've picked us up quite a bit lately. It's—it's it's always nice. Our our high five continues to rock. Uh, you know, twenty center paid four grand last night. The favorites finishing first, second, and third. A couple of long shots for fourth and fifth. You know, thus far in 2019, that twenty cent average high five pay is thirteen hundred bucks. That's all through 2019. It's a, it's a crazy good uh, wager here. That high five and and when we race it at a mile and a sixteenth with nine horses, I mean some of our best finishes this meet have been at that added distance. It just continues to rock here. 
Yeah, it's something to see. If you've never watched Western Fair or you've never been to Western Fair, you need to check it out. It is definitely something to see. And, Mike, I think we could probably break some more news uh, here. We're, we're going to make Western Fair our first live remote stop again of 2019. We're looking forward to that. You talked about it just a second ago, Sugar. It's mm-hmm. the last Friday of the year, last Friday of May. It's the Camelot mm-hmm. Classic, and we've been there two years in a row. Boy, what a party that is. Yeah, it's going to be fabulous to have you back. Well, tell you what, you know you've been here on the Friday night. We've had it We've had it Saturday night last year, and uh, we're going to switch back to the Friday night. I'm sure you noticed a bit of a, a different crowd on track on our Saturday night. We're switching it back to the Friday. Uh, we got some exposure there in Australia last year, but uh, as well our fans, the horse people, they're, they're going to be happy to go back to Friday, as are we, and, and likely you too, hey? Yeah, no question yeah. about it. Uh, yeah, you know, one of the things I did want to ask you, Sugar, though, um, you know, listen, you, from the Camelot Classic is really an awesome race because you get horses from all over the place. And, you know, when you're dealing with older paces, it's always, uh, in my opinion, one of the most exciting races you can put together because you don't really know what you're going to have. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, you, I mean, because, you know, you kind of have to put your race, you know, try to make it put it to where there's no other races going on and and you guys have done that pretty successfully but i'll tell you what over the past couple of years you guys have had a really strong strong camelot classic yeah we have you know uh it's an invite and uh we we want the best horses in north america here we we keep close eyes on the levy series there we're always up to speed on the who's who there Uh, we really enjoy following along with that series our last three winners have come from the Levy being evening of pleasure, a bit of a legend, Rock and Ron. I'll tell you what, there wasn't a horse on the planet that could have beat Rock and Ron here uh, last year in the Camelot Classic. He he was a winner by eight lengths. Uh, you know what, McWiggett's a real nice horse. I don't know if McWiggett could have even taken down Rock and Ron in our Camelot Classic. He, he was just all on go for Louis Philip Wall last season. You you know what made that cool, and I think Mike can piggyback off of this. You know what made that effort so cool is me and Garnett were sitting in the grandstand watching him score down, and Mm -hmm. he was just lit up. And you could just tell from the way Louis Waugh was warming him up, you you had to bet him. He was three or four to one at the time. It was absolutely incredible, the performance he put on. It it was probably – it's definitely one of his highlight races of his career. I, I don't know if I've ever seen him that good. Like I said, uh, there wasn't a horse on the planet that could have taken him down. 150 and one around London is a very big trip. And, and Louis, after the race, said he probably could have went sub 50. He was that good. Uh, just <laughs> three speeds, you know, fast, faster, and see you later. Visiting with Sugar Doyle, the track announcer uh, at the Western Fair. Listen, let me ask you this. Um, and I get a lot of people that ask me these questions, especially when you're dealing with invitationals and preferreds and that, and especially a big race like the Camelot Classic. When do you start actually putting it together? I mean, when do you start making the phone calls or taking the phone calls uh, in kind of, uh, you know, judging what interest there is out there amongst the horsemen? I'll tell you what, guys, we are all over this right now, and we have been for a month, uh, probably since the O'Brien Awards. We're up at the O'Brien Awards, and, of course, Adriano Sorello's accepted an award for the three-year-old Pacer of the Year, and Jimmy Freight. Our eyes are on Jimmy Freight. Uh, we'd love to see him here. Of course, he'll be coming back to contest the Confederation Cup, and uh, you know what? There's courtly choice there for Blake McIntosh, uh, winner of the Jug, and, you know, uh, 
we're already, you know, in our mind, we, we've got horses that we'd love to see here. But, uh, you know, the Confederation Cup for four-year-olds, there'll be some really nice horses there. Uh, that final comes up Sunday, May 19th. So we're 12 days apart from the Confederation Cup versus uh, five days apart in previous years. So, again, we watched that Levy series, the Confederation Cup. Uh, you know, there are horses on our radar, Jimmy Freight, Rock and Ron, Courtly Choice, you know, a bit of a legend, past winners, evening a pleasure. Uh, we, we, we've been meeting every couple of weeks on Thursdays. You know, we, we, we always want to rock this event. I, I think we do. If you've never been here for a Camelot Classic, uh, you got to come. Yeah, listen, you guys, you guys rock it every racing day. Let's be perfectly honest. I mean, you know, listen, with your with your interaction, I just love your guys' interaction with social media. I think racetracks across the country should use that as a model, how you interact with people and talk about uh. the horses and, and talk about, the, you know, the pick fours. And, and uh, you know, Sugar, you're, you're one of the best. It, it, it's like when, you know, you, I'm watching you, when I'm watching Western Fair, I feel like you're just like on my couch talking to me about horses. You know, uh, well, I mean, well. That's that's, that's it, awful it, nice you say. You know, it it it, it it's uh, you know it fills my time between races. I'm accessible to to most on Twitter. If you're following along and you're talking the horses at uh, in London, you know what? Uh, reach out. I mean, uh, like I said, it it fills my time in between races. I, I love the discussion on Twitter, and uh, I, I love to promote the racing here in London. We we got a good show, and uh, like I said, numbers are real good right now, and. Uh, Come around uh, two and a half months, and uh, things will really be booming here in May as we uh, as we get closer to our signature event. I mean that Camelot Classic. I just I, that's that's my night. I just love it. I just bring it. It's just a whole lot of fun. It's good, and I'll tell you what, it's it's awesome to hear you call it. Sugar, uh, one final question before we let you go on a on a real serious note. Obviously, there's been talk over the past couple of months about you know Western Fair and the in the casino possibly going out. What's what's the deal with that? Where does that stand right now? Is there anything new on that front? Uh, nothing new on this end. I mean, we are a racetrack first and foremost. We're Ag Society here in London. Uh, horse, horse racing has been here long before casinos ever showed up, and uh, we're going to continue to go hard with uh, harness racing here in London. Uh, number two track in all of Canada for wagering, and uh, second only to Woodbine Mohawk Park. So, you know what? Uh, we're we're a strong number two, and. We're not going anywhere anytime soon. Um, you know, we just played to a full house for our annual awards banquet uh, a couple of weeks ago, well over 300 people in attendance. And there's not a whole lot of racetracks around doing these awards banquets anymore, but yet uh, our horse people support that. We're going to keep supporting them. Old Spicy Victor, the iron horse, he cleaned up. Claiming Trotter, Age Trotter, overall horse of the year here in London. I mean, uh, our horse people are, are behind us, and we're going to stick with them. We're going to be racing horses here uh, long after casinos, I'm sure. That's one of the cool things about Western Fair. Anybody that walks into place is a superstar, and every horse that walks on that racetrack is, is uh, you guys promote them to death. Well, listen, we certainly appreciate it. Sugar, best of luck to you, and we uh, will definitely check in with you before the Camelot Classic. Right on. Sounds great. And we'll look forward to uh, post time with Mike and Mike being back with us for another Camelot Classic. It will be real good to have you on track, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Take care, Sugar. Right on. They do such a great job, Mike.
Yeah, they do. They do a heck of a job, and we have. There's a reason that this is the third year that we are going to kick our schedule off, uh, our live remote schedule off out there. They do a heck of a job. One heck of a party that do they throw? And Mike, you got to get up there this year. You got to come and got to see it. It's a, a really a lot of fun. Yeah, and of course that'll be our first. As a matter of fact, our remote schedule, we're putting it together, and we're pretty uh, advanced on it, by the way, for this time of year. So we'll be putting yeah. that thing up on the website in a little bit. Uh, you know, hey, we love going out to racetracks. We love going out, meeting people, talking about the horses. You know, talking to the drivers and the trainers and and everybody. It's it's a good time. It really is a good time when we get uh, to go do these shows, Mike. Yeah, for sure. If you've never seen our live remotes in person, you really should check them out. They are a lot of fun. Stop over, say hello. We'd love to do an interview with you. We do interviews with just about anybody, Mike, who comes by. Fans, racing officials, USTA employees. We've had Mike Tanner come by a few times. Definitely something you want to check out. All right. Still lots left to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. It's always exciting to talk about one of the best horses in the land. And we're going to talk Sharpton next with Joanne Looney King. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America and the USTA. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter, for Pacing for the Cure. Do you or someone you love with multiple sclerosis have a difficult time paying for your MS medications or need medical equipment such as a lift chair or scooter to help with your mobility needs? Pacing for the Cure can help. Please visit the pacingforthecure.org website and complete the mobility aid application or contact Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. If eligible, you may receive funding. Mike are you a harness racing trainer or driver? Please join the list of those who pledged in 2018 for the $1 per win challenge. The 2019 challenge has begun in wins tally from January 1st through November 30th. For the drivers and trainers that are currently participating in the challenge and donate $100, they will receive a Pacing for the Cure long sleeve t-shirt or baseball cap. For a $250 donation, the driver or trainer will receive two tickets to the annual party. If you are interested in joining the challenge, please email Jeff at pacingforthecure.org. Thank you, drivers and trainers. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. Winback Farms welcomes three new stallions in 2019. New to New York, Boston Red Rocks, one of the 2015 Dan Patch Award for two-year-old pacing colts, and a Breeders' Crown champion. New to Pennsylvania, 34-time winner Heston Blue Chip, one of the Dan Patch Awards for three-year-old colt pacers and a Breeders' Crown champion. Also the sire of the second richest two-year-old Philly pacer of 2018, Zero Tolerance. And new to Ontario, my MVP, a proven sire of stakes winners, including Good Times Trot winner Wolfgang. For more information, go to winbackfarm.com. That's winbackfarm.com. We're back 
America. This edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by the United States Trotting Association and Bet America. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. And we're joined now by a Chartinge trainer, Joanne Looney King. And Joanne, let's talk about the great mare. How's she doing? Uh, she's doing good. She's uh, seems like she's ready to go, ready to get raced. Uh, she's had her little rest and uh, trained back good, qualified good. So uh, on the 15th, we're off to Yonkers and just uh, hoping that uh, we can maintain and sustain. Well, Joanne, you mentioned it on Facebook. Uh, you've got some mares after you this year. Let me tell you, boy, they, uh, they there's uh, quite a few interested and signed up for the blue chip matchmakers. Some very good mares out there. And uh, I'll tell you what, Sharkton is still at the head of the pack. But you, you certainly got to be excited. I'm excited because the matchmaker and the Levy mean springtime is right around the corner. That's the first important warm weather. That's the foremost reason why I'm excited. But it is really going to see going to be excited to see Sharton uh, faced a whole host of new challenges. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, there's a few, uh, like last race last week, I know uh, they have high hopes for C-Swift Joyce, Tony Alanya trains her, and uh, uh, don't think twice, uh, another competitor, and of course, Apple Bottom Jeans, who win last night in uh, 50 and 4 at Dover. And uh, hey, I've got one too, Better Joy. She don't look so bad either. So uh, I'm hoping... Uh, She's going to pull right up beside her and try to look her in the eye. Now, Joanne, talk to us a little bit about what goes into kind of picking some of these horses from overseas and how you guys get them. You guys seem to get a lot of the really good horses from over there. What goes into those uh, selections? Uh, Well, Rich Bellucci does all the research. He does the research. He buys them. Uh, whenever I get a text from Rich with a picture of a horse, it's like, oh, oh, here comes another one. But, uh, yeah, Rich does it all. And it took him a, a year, he told me, to decide finally to buy Chartin. He takes his time and he knows what he's looking for. He deals with good people. And uh, every every horse comes over. Uh, the, the truth was sent with him. So that, that's huge. And when uh, – we get them that uh, as soon as they land here and they come to our barn, that's when me and Jimmy, uh, you know, take over. And uh, we give them a complete letdown, and uh, we never, ever rush them, which I think is uh, huge to, to, to getting a successful horse out of, out of uh, these horses when they come over. But uh, some of them take the trip good. You know, they go from uh, – uh, either Australia or New Zealand, and, and they go to uh, Singapore, I believe, and then to Anchorage and then to New York. Uh, it's a really, really strenuous trip on a horse. And sometimes they'll pop up here on the farm and they look like they've only ridden an hour. Uh, and then others, it, it takes a toll. So we give them a complete letdown. Rich gets them picked out. He buys them, and we're lucky enough to be partners, and he does his research. And like I said, then we take over with uh, – doing what we think is the right thing for them. Visiting with Joanne Looney King. Joanne, let's talk a little bit about Sharthen's winner. Of course, the Breeders' Crown was just a, an absolutely phenomenal race. I mean, she showed a, just an enormous amount of heart holding off all the challenges in that stretch drive. And I, you know, I, I thought tra- uh, announcer Jim Bavigli had it perfectly pegged, where Sharton says none shall pass. But you know, <laughs> then there's the, then there's the then there's the winter, and you know, um, and I know different trainers. And different outfits have different ways 
of how they look at the winner and, and how they bring horses back. So how was Sharpton? With that being said, how was Sharpton's winner? And what 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 did she kind of do in the winter? Did you kind of let her just relax around and then kind of start bringing her back slowly, or what was the winter like? Uh, uh, yeah, you know she she was a little sick after her last race. Uh, I was a she's had a tough campaign from <laughs> she had the first of the year right on through. So uh, we we just gave her completely off, and and she has a schedule. Uh, she first thing in the morning after she has a little breakfast, she goes out in her paddock uh, uh, with all the rain. We haven't been able to do quite as much of that, but her normal schedule is go out in her paddock for a while in the morning, a couple hours, and then she comes in, she jogs, she trains uh, in the summertime. She'll have three fans blowing on her. Uh, It's just, uh, you know, she, she, she just rested. And then she kind of told us when she wanted to get ready uh, when it was time, and uh, it didn't take her long. <clears throat> she's uh, she's a tough girl, and uh, she likes she likes the work. Now, Joanne, have you kind of mapped out any sort of schedule for her yet, or is it kind of going to be one of those where it's just see where she takes you uh, throughout the year? Uh, she's pretty much got the same schedule as she has last year. Had last year, uh, hoping to go to Indiana and Ohio, and uh, we know we've got some races uh, in Canada. So uh, pretty much the same schedule uh, that that we did last year. We only went to Canada once with her uh, when she wrote, when the roses were red. We didn't go back for the Milton. Uh, it's a it's a really long hard trip that time of year. So we just didn't do that last year. Uh, I'm not real sure about that this year, but uh, pretty much pretty much just following what we what we did last year and uh, hope we can. Uh, you know, keep up and uh, keep her going and keep her sharp and happy. That's uh, that's not always easy, but so far it's been easy with her. So. Fantastic. Uh, Joanne, listen, before we let you go, let's talk a little bit about Florida, the Dan Patch Awards. You took home some hardware. Uh, McWicked did win Horse of the Year, but I'll tell you what, Shart and I, I think was, was step to step with him, and, and uh, you know, it was it was still a good, good night for uh, the likes of Sharp and then the, the King family. Tell us a little bit about uh, the Dan Patch Awards. Uh, well, I, I did get to meet, I think his name is Ed James, that owns uh, McWicked. That was a real highlight of my night. I, I love talking to him, love talking to him about his horse. Uh, I was happy for him and Casey Coleman and that group. Uh, it, it, it was hard fought, but, hey, you know what, this year, I'm taking it home, so uh, <laughs> just just get ready. I'm taking it home this year, me and Chartin. All right. Well, listen, Joan, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Uh, and one one final question. I lied. I do have one final question before we let you go. We've talked a lot about Chartin, but obviously you've got a very good stable of horses. You mentioned the one mare uh, a little bit ago. Tell us about maybe some of the other horses that we can watch out for from your barn coming up here in 2019. Uh, well, of course, you know, we've got Duplicated and Levy. Uh, you know, like I mentioned earlier, Better Joy. Uh, <clears throat> we do have a few more uh, horses from down under that are getting ready, and uh, another one I believe Rich just bought. But uh, those are those are our three best. Uh, you know, we have some overnights that uh, you know, we'll be racing around. But uh, pretty much uh, I think we're going to be pretty busy with our our. our Babies coming up. Uh, we, you know, we're real happy with them so far. Uh, you know, the baby game. So, uh, um, pretty much, uh, we're headed towards the Levy. Looking forward to that and the uh, the 
the matchmaker, and uh, that's going to get it started for hopefully a nice long year. Fantastic. Well, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Best of luck to you this year, and uh, hey, we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you, Chester. I'm sure down the road. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so All right, much. Thanks, Joanne. All okay. right. Bye. That was trainer Joanne Ludy King. Well, Mike, it sounds like Sharpton's ready to go, but you know, you look at that list of horses that are going to be uh, competing in the blue chip matchmaker series at Yonkers. A lot of new faces to me. You know, that I see a lot of faces, but do you notice one thing I noticed, you noticed the new faces. I noticed how many A's and N's there were at the end of some of those. Exactly. Incredible. That's what I, that's what I'm saying. And, uh, I, you know, it's it's it, I mean, it's going to be interesting. I mean, Sharton is the one to stop. She is the one to beat. But uh, there's some hungry competitors out there. I mean, you know, I, I kind of want to say, and listen, the, the the older mayor division has always been really competitive, always been really competitive um, if you go back through the years. But uh, Sharton, is it out of bounds to say that Sharton may be – starting to rejuvenate that particular division? I would say so. Uh, that's been a wide open division for so long. And, you know, it's nice to see some of the horses that come and want to take her on. And Joanne's not scared to go anywhere. She, 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 she would go to probably Australia, back to Australia with the horse if they asked her to. Um, that's how confident, right. confident she is in uh, Sharton. All right, so everybody, speaking of the Levy and the Matchmaker, in cooperation with the Standard Red Owners Association of New York, and once again, we want to thank them again for their support. They have been so wonderful to us. But, uh, you know, because of them, we're able to bring you the third edition of the George Morton Levy Tournament, and uh, you can sign up at our website, posttimewithmikeandmike.com. Just click, uh, I believe, uh, George Morton Levy Tournament's up on the the main menu uh, on the top there, right? already on the main menu. It's ready to rock. Uh, we already have a couple of entrants, so we're looking forward to seeing how many of the 64 seeds that uh, 64 seeds that we could fill up. I'm hoping that they all fill up today. It'd be really cool to see, but we're uh, we're already up to four, man. All right, and listen, I, I we we like to have a lot of times uh, our board meetings right here on our show, so I'm going to throw one at you. Just got Uh-oh, a message from the from the two, well, I got a message from the two time champ. And he says, "Do I have to sign up, or is the two-time champ good?" Just, just tell, just make sure you send one of a, or send me, send me personally a Facebook message after the show, so I can make sure that I can put you down. I don't want to forget you on accident. All right. Well, he okay. So he, he is the two-time champ. He, you know, he he actually was lobbying for a buy. <laughs> I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was. You know what? We should make him play a play-in game. <laughs> He wanted to go right to the. He wanted two buys. He wanted to get right to the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Last year he got he got a buy in the first round, I believe, because a couple people didn't turn in their selections. So, well, you know, we might have to. You you talk about bonuses. We might have to give him a bonus if he wins it for three times in a row. We might have to give him like I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to figure something out. One million dollars. Oh, one million (laughs) dollars. One said. million dollars the, from Austin Powers. The, you got to put the pinky up and everything. <laughs> all right. Well, listen. Uh, I think we're all caught up on our uh, on our commercials. So, I, listen. Great. I think we can wrap this thing up. 
Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Thanks so much to all of our guests for taking time out to join us. Don't forget about the Board of Directors United States Trotting Association meeting coming up this weekend. Use hashtag USTABOD19. It's going to be some interesting conversation coming out of those meetings this weekend. We're looking forward to it. Make sure you stop by next Thursday with a first post of 1030. And also make sure you sign up for the George Morton Levy Bracket Buster Contest. Good night. Can't stay here I know